0: Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone. Don't need a king, get them off the fucking throne. If you're riding with the thot, you've always got a home. The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go. The government knows it's don't get treated like a hoe.
1: Good morning, you beautiful people. This is Clint Russell. I will be your pilot today on the FTX Dreamliner. Let's hope it doesn't crash. Ha! <laughs> Just kidding. I'm a very competent pilot. We won't have any issues today. Imagine if a pilot actually said that to you. He'd <laughs> be like, get me the fuck off this plane immediately. Um, so yeah, I, I've had a bunch of my listeners DM me asking for me to explain what happened with FTX. For those that aren't aware, uh, FTX was the... Third largest centralized exchange for cryptocurrencies, so that doesn't just mean Bitcoin. That means they traded a, a whole litany of different, you know, shit coins as well, and they also had their own token, which is always a uh, a sign that you should probably be skeptical of what they're doing. Uh, it doesn't inherently mean that, but anytime I see that, I start to go, okay, what what's really going on here? If you're trying to get into that game on top of just being a platform for people to trade on top of having a hedge fund styled uh, trading vehicle that is allegedly separate, but maybe not so much, eh, I get real nervous real fast. So I'm going to break that down for you guys uh, in as simple a terms as I could possibly do it so that everybody could understand. And uh, maybe later in the week, I'll have on you know Guy Swan or someone to help take us deeper Give us some more in-depth coverage for the geniuses out there. But before I do, I want to thank our new sponsor, and that is THC Hemp Spot. They're owned by a longtime Ron Paulian, who took Jeff Dice's advice to stop focusing on politics and instead focus on one's family, relationships, and economic independence and financial freedom. There has been a market-based abolition of cannabis prohibition via Delta THC products, and it is a fascinating story. Stigma still remains on the industry, causing financial institutions to discriminate against cannabis businesses. THC Hemp Spot has dealt with both phenomena and it's available in a free ebook if you'd like to learn more. I will link to that ebook down below, but for those listening, it is thchempspot.com forward slash book. They have a wide range of products available, smokables, edibles, gummies, candy bars, honey sticks, chewing gum, concentrates, hash, shatter, soft gel, capsules, and a variety of vape products. I don't even know what half of these things mean because I'm such a straight edge, but hopefully, in fact, I, not even hopefully, I know I got a bunch of stoners in my audience. Get on board. Sign up for our newsletter for their newsletter and get access to regular discounts and entertaining content. They have free shipping on orders of over $100. Their name is THC Hemp Spot. And the coupon code is CLINT. So if you guys would like to purchase, go to THCHEMPSPOT.com and use the promo code CLINT for 15% off. That's a special promo for my audience only. Again, THCHEMPSPOT.com. If you are getting your THC products anywhere else and you want to support my show, you can support this sponsor right now. Go go stack up, bro. Get a Get an eighth buy an OZ. I don't even know I don't even know how they sell sizes, and that's probably illegal to sell an ounce. So just, just discount what I just said there. Just go to THCHempSpot.com and use promo code CLINT for 15% off. Let's get into the show. So this is probably the best breakdown or the most simplified one that I've found, but it still gives enough details that I can actually really grasp the intricacies of it. I, I also have some additional threads and stuff that i'm going to cover that go into the more conspiracy theorist realm but this is more of a a, a straight uh, analysis let's go ahead and read it as a result private CFI companies like Celsius, CFI is or it's centralized finance uh so companies like celsius three arrows capital and voyager went bankrupt and others like blockfi also have exposure to risky leverage sorry i'm hopping into the middle of this so we can keep going FTX is just the latest victim of CeFi greed. A recent story in the Wall Street Journal suggests that FTX was lending out user funds to its sister company, Alameda, or Alameda a crypto trading firm, which is exactly what you're that's supposed to do. Continuing on, this was in direct violation of FTX's explicitly stated terms of service, saying it wouldn't lend out customer funds in any way, shape, or form. Oops! Things started to unravel for FTX when a report showed that 40% of Alameda's billion in assets were in the form of FTX's native coin called FTT. See, that's where I get nervous. So why is that a problem? Well, when you back up 40% of your assets with tokens, you essentially printed out of nowhere. Folks get a little worried about the value of your collateral. On top of that, reports suggest Alameda had taken out lines of credit against those assets and engaged in levered trading against them. So not only Were they lending out consumers' assets or user assets, but they were doing it on leverage? Oh, bad, 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 bad. That is the last thing you want to hear. Uh, This opened up FTX and Alameda to attack. Once the rest of the industry saw how dependent Alameda and FTX were on the value of the FTT token, traders shorted the token to force a cascade of margin calls. So we got our, our, uh, what are they called? our Wall Street bets boys on on the game, it seems like, Uh, that would force Alameda to liquidate its FTT holdings, enriching the short sellers. Things started to get really crazy when Binance, the biggest offshore crypto exchange in the world, threatened to sell about $500 million worth of FTT tokens. Binance CEO CZ Zhao compared FTT to the failed Luna project after the news broke. FTT crashed 83% in just two days. This action caused a rush to the exits for traders with cash sitting on the FTX exchange unlike a bank when you put money onto a crypto exchange, your money is held separately from the exchange's money so FTX should have been able to process the withdrawals uh, withdrawal requests without issue but that's when things took a particularly nasty turn after processing six billion withdrawals in withdrawal requests, FTX closed its withdrawal function. that's when the crypto world realized that FTX was playing fast and loose with customer funds. Unable to secure more funding from his venture capital. Backers, SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried, which by the way, that name is unbelievable. Bankman-Fried. He's a freed bankster. Just free enough to rob everybody. God, I hate it. I hate it when a market is unregulated and then con artists get involved. It's very disappointing. The majority owner of both FTX and Alameda. SPF did the unthinkable. He reached out to his mortal enemy, CZ. CZ offered Bankman Freed a tentative lifeline, saying he would bail them out dependent, on de- uh, dependent upon doing more due diligence. But that didn't happen. Yeah, well, the due diligence did happen, but CZ of Binance looked at their finances and said, holy shit. And in fact, I would imagine that's why he offered the lifeline. He may have never even intended on giving it to him, but he wanted to see exactly how bad things were, which is intelligent if I'm reading this correctly. This past Wednesday, November 9th, CZ backed out of the deal, stating, In the beginning, our hope was to be able to support FDX's customers to provide liquidity, but the issues are beyond our control or ability to help. End quote. Further reports from the Wall Street Journal suggest Bankman-Fried's firm FDX is facing an $8 to $10 billion shortfall in customer funds. Now, there are two key takeaways here. First and foremost, this is not a crypto problem. It's a greed-based corporate government or governance problem. It's the same type of fraud and greed that took down commodity broker MF Global in October of 2011, when a series of risky bets made with customer money took it into bankruptcy. At that time, no one suggested that the world stop trading commodities, yet I suspect global regulators will attempt to use FTX's collapse to pass sweeping laws that seriously inhibit our ability to trade crypto. The second lesson is that you don't store your coins on an offshore exchange. You do not do that. Self-custody of your assets is one of the greatest gifts Satoshi Nakamoto gave us when he invented crypto with the creation of Bitcoin. To ignore that gift is to invite financial disaster upon yourself. Couldn't agree more. I think he nailed it. Um, It's tragic though, man. I, I hate to see stuff like this. I really do. Especially in an industry that I think does present huge hope and opportunity for those that want to get away from the central banking, you know, fiat world out there. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know other than kind of a consumer beware type mentality. I don't know how we can get people, you know, here's the issue. People have been so coddled into believing that like, well, I just put my money here and it's safe. And, and a huge part of that is because of, you know, FDIC insurance on banking and things of that nature. Uh, also just a, a generalized belief in the omnipotence of regulators. It, ultimately, it doesn't matter. You know, you can still end up with nothing at the end of the day, even when you're investing in a heavily regulated, uh, you know, industry. Look at Bear Stearns, uh, Lehman Brothers, right? It's not as if those weren't heavily regulated industries back then but because this is the new one and because it's not very regulated this is going to be their entry point to hammer this industry with regulations that's my guess educated guess but a guess nonetheless i don't know for a fact but they're already talking about it and they're going to try really hard and this is going to give them that that opening that they've been waiting for now the conspiracy minded might ask was this opening laid organically or did they create it? We're going to break down some threads that might have you asking that question in a more sincere fashion than you might possibly imagine right now. Because um, I didn't think it at first. But after seeing some uh, some research from some other inquisitive crypto investors, oh boy, does this rabbit hole go deep. Um, but I did want to say, you know, It's just vitally important that especially if you are in in investing in an industry that is unregulated that you take every precaution to defend and protect your own assets and that means cold storage. That means get them off of the exchanges, particularly centralized exchanges like this one. Uh, A lot of people are going to learn the hard way. I mean, you've had. (laughs) Steph Curry. And Tom Brady and Giselle Buncheon and all these people that were invested in uh, FTX, FTX in my backyard is now the sponsor of the Miami Heat's basketball stadium. It's just incredible, man! It's it's absolutely incredible. This guy comes out of nowhere in a matter of three years, he becomes you know one of the richest people on the planet, and it turns out it's a uh, Ponzi scheme. I mean, it didn't have to be, but the way he operated it, it ended up being. So he took investor assets. You know, people who had put money on his exchange. And he not only did he use that to trade, so he could have been using that to, you know, go out and buy other cryptocurrencies and bet in that fashion, but he also did it on leverage. So that means that he borrowed additional money using those investors' uh, assets as capital to justify leveraging up and getting additional capital to make even further riskier. Bets. That is how you go bankrupt very, very fast. I mean, it's also how you become worth trillions of dollars if you get it right. But oftentimes, especially in a bear market, which we entered, uh, in my estimation, January of this year, you start to see things blow up that you didn't expect, or if you're me, that you very much expected to see blow up. Um, you know, this is this is what happens when a completely fictitious fiat-fueled print-and-borrow type economy goes into a, a deleveraging period or a deflationary period, it's just bedlam. It's hell for investors. And this is not the end. I, I wanted to warn you guys of that too. Um, Crypto.com is caught up in this. It looks as if FTX was in fact uh, shipping huge or transferring huge sums of, uh, I believe it was ether, Ethereum between crypto and FTX. And it looks as if we don't, I don't know this for a fact, but it looks as if they were using this. uh, It was like 20,000 Ethereum or something crazy or 200,000, some huge number. If you convert it to dollars Um, and it looks as if they were using it to buoy each other's balance sheets so that they could look as if they were solvent when they were not and we now know know that FTX was not solvent, the question that everybody should be asking themselves is, is crypto.com solvent? Because I'm sure if you've been on YouTube or if you've been watching an NBA game or anything, you see these crypto.com commercials everywhere. That's another telltale sign, especially in a fledgling industry. When I see immense capital being put into marketing, that's also an eyebrow raiser. Like you shouldn't have this kind of marketing capital in a startup. And basically every business in the crypto sphere is a startup. I mean, it's only been around for 15 years and it's only really been around where there's been widespread adoption for what, five, maybe two, three years. And you're putting in, you know, what appears to be hundreds of millions of dollars into marketing your credit cards and things like that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out crypto.com. I hope you haven't been as negligent and corrupt and evil as uh sb forget his initials um but yeah this is really bad news this is really bad news and i i I hate to laugh about it because i'm i would imagine some of my listeners may even be caught up in this uh i hope not i really hope not but the lesson as always cold storage do not trust centralized trading platforms um and only put your money on there temporarily if you have to, just to acquire and then offboard. Get it, get it into your own hands. Not your keys, not your coins, as everyone says. Uh, I hope you guys are taking that to heart. Let's let's dig into the conspiracy side of this, huh? It's going to be fun. Seems to me like now would be a good time to not just take control of your keys and your coins, but also your health care. Open enrollment is here. And that means that now is the time to take charge of your healthcare decisions. And we all know the system isn't working. Thanks to CrowdHealth, we can do something about it. CrowdHealth puts your healthcare back in your hands, cut out the middlemen, save money, and fund your healthcare costs without relying on big government or big insurance companies. The problem with insurance is pretty straightforward. Let's be honest, it isn't working, it's broken. CrowdHealth has a better way to fund your healthcare costs. You can see any doctor you want, no deductibles, exclusions, or co pays. Only pay the first $500 of any healthcare event. The CrowdHealth community takes care of the rest. There is no exclusive doctor networks, no huge premiums or high deductibles, and no surprises. This is how CrowdHealth works you pay one lo- low monthly total to fund your account. Your monthly subscription helps fund healthcare costs of the entire health, uh, crowd health community. And unlike insurance, there are no doctor networks. So you can see any doctor you want. Pretty simple, huh? I love it. I've had the owner on. You can check out that episode, but before you do that, make sure you take charge of your healthcare today with crowd health open enrollment is the only time you can hit the eject button on the broken system without penalty. So do not wait. It's right now. For a limited time, you can join for just $99 per month for your first six months when you use promo code LOCKDOWN at joincrowdhealth.com. That's joincrowdhealth.com, promo code LOCKDOWN. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for healthcare. Terms and conditions may apply. So the issue is that because everybody now understands that it's kind of a last man to the lifeboat situation, all CFI lenders and... uh, and brokerages or whatever they're called are going to basically have runs against them because anybody who has uh, cryptocurrency sitting on exchanges like this is obviously very nervous right now. And I think another one we need to be looking out for is BlockFi. They have a similar business model. I'm not saying that they are as insolvent as FTX or any of these other companies, but because you're going to see a run where people are trying to pull not just their uh cryptocurrencies but also their cash off of these platforms you could see you could see bankruptcies in in a multitude more uh big brokerages or exchanges like this so just wanted to put that out there make sure you guys are aware you know it's usually first man out so i don't want to start a bank run but if the bank run's going to happen anyways i would rather see my people get their cryptocurrency into their hands so that they aren't left holding the bag because uh, that would be tragic. So something to consider. Just make sure that you're you're uh, you know taking control right now where you have an opportunity to because it could get very, very ugly very soon. The upside of all this is that this is really what capitalism is at the end of the day because the cryptocurrency space has no backstop. It doesn't have FDIC insurance. It doesn't have a Federal Reserve that's capable of bailing it out. It doesn't have a Congress... Well, it does have a Congress that theoretically could bail it out, but probably won't. Um, This is what causes money managers to actually behave properly. And I know right now it doesn't feel like it because what we're seeing is money managers that performed and behaved terribly. Um, But I think this this is how you figure out who's good and who's bad. And I think that there's going to be some that rise from these ashes that look like, you know, not just geniuses, but really good companies to do business with uh, Coinbase could be one of them. I haven't heard any rumblings about them having solvency issues. Um, there's a, a handful of others that don't use leverage. And I think that, um, you know, that that's where you want to invest. Uh, I'm not advising that you invest with anybody in particular, cause I don't know at this point, but I'm just saying like, when you see a bus like this, the people that stand tall, especially if they don't have a government bailout, those are the guys you want to do business with moving forward. So, this is what capitalism, this is what the boom bust cycle, Like when you have a bust and you actually allow it to happen, well then, you now know who manages money properly. That's where you should be investing if you want to. I know I still would recommend that you keep all your cryptocurrency in cold storage, but regardless, I'm saying some people are not going to, and you want to keep it with the people that are actually behaving as they should, which is looking after your assets, First, behaving as a fiduciary, which means they put your interest over their own. And unfortunately, in this space, that has not been the case. And it's unfortunate because this is a relatively free market. And corruption like this and theft and fraud are all going to leave an entry point to people that want to see the government regulate this industry very, very heavily. So I hope that you guys are intelligent enough. And I know you are, but I mean, I hope that the the people more broadly are intelligent enough not to turn to the government and say, please, please, please save us. You must regulate these guys because otherwise, you know, we're too dumb to manage our own money. And there's going to be some people that say that. I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady's on the phone tonight <laughs> calling up Trump saying, hey, can you put me in touch with the uh, whoever's in Congress that can help me make sure that, you know, not only I get my money back, but we regulate these people. Um, And that's just the sad nature of the, of things that, you know, those that are not prudent with their own investments are going to look towards the government to, to assist. And ultimately it rarely helps. So let's see. I'm not, I'm not super optimistic on this one, but I'll keep some hope alive. Let's get into the conspiracy side of this thing, shall we? before we get started with the conspiracy theory stuff, let's uh, let's see from the GOAT, <laughs> the greatest quarterback of all time, as he shills for FTX. A lot of
0: people think this is how you mine Bitcoin, but you don't need a flamethrower to buy, sell, or trade Bitcoin and crypto safely. You just need FTX. I'm reloaded. I'm
1: reloaded. A lot of... Oh God, if that inspired you to invest in that company, I kind of feel like you deserve to lose everything. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Oh, Tom Brady doing a Tony Montana impersonation. It's, uh, that, that offended my sensibilities. Um, all right. So there's a a lot of great coverage on this. Uh, first up, I'm going to read a piece for you from Michael Savage, one of my former, uh, podcast inspirations or AM radio talk show host inspirations from years and years ago, but he, uh, has what he considers a breaking exclusive. I don't know if it's actually his exclusive story, but it's interesting. Nonetheless, this will lay out the case he says, uh, did you ever wonder where all those billions of dollars were going in Ukraine? Did you ever w- wonder why anyone was trusting the elites in us politics, like the Bidens with billions in funds going to Ukraine today? It turns out that these were excellent questions. We have information that the tens of billions of dollars going to Ukraine were actually laundered back to the US to corrupt Democrats and elites using FTX cryptocurrency. Now the money is gone and FTX is bankrupt. Earlier today reported that FTX cryptocurrency appeared to be using uh, appeared to be used in a Ponzi scheme involving the Democrats and Ukraine. The word is now out the Democrats sent tens of billions to Ukraine. I love that he says the Democrats as if the Republicans 70 plus percent of them didn't vote for it too. Sure Michael very unbiased of you. I love Michael Savage, but that's ridiculous. Uh, And then laundered this money back to Democrat pocketbooks and funds in the US. Now the company is bankrupt and the funds are nowhere to be found. This information was shared on Twitter and we can confirm from our our sources that it is accurate. Alex Berenson, uh, he wanted to get a financial reporter to help him with this. It seems as if he's digging in on this right now. Sarah Connor responds with, at this early hour, it appears that tens of billions in American military aid to Ukraine, which was allegedly to be used to fight Russia, was cash that Ukraine did not use to fight Russia, but instead invested in FTX. (laughs) Our taxpayer money being sent to Ukraine is corrupt as government, and it's not even being used on the battlefield, but rather it is being put into a Ponzi scheme that is utilized to then fund democrat campaigns both in these midterm elections as well as the 2020 election can you fucking believe this folks i mean i know i know we get accustomed to fraud but wow i mean wow wow, so many wows uh all right continuing on and as you might guess from the bankruptcy filing because uh homeboy filed bankruptcy it seems like this week It now seems that all the money is gone. Yes, you read that correctly. Instead of using U.S. military aid to fight Russia, Ukraine invested part or all of it into FTX. And right now, it looks like all the money is gone. Democrat donations also at this early hour. It now also appears that the chief of FTX, SBF, was the number two donor to the Democrats. Guess who was number one? George Soros himself. It seems Ukraine was receiving money from the U.S. Ukraine sent it to FTX and FTX sent it to the Democrats who originally voted to send it to Ukraine. At this hour, it appears to some observers to be pure criminal money laundering. Yeah, that about sums it up. And uh, yeah, 5 million. SBF gave 5 million to Biden. Hello. Um, Man, and uh, allegedly he's given over $200 million in campaigns, as far as I can tell, entirely to Democrat candidates all across the country. Um, all, all levels of politics, but I'm sure primarily congressional and senatorial and presidential, uh, you know, the 10, 10% of the big guy, as they say, ha ha, let's not investigate that. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, just, just imagine, no, let's not imagine, let's just say it bluntly. How do you feel about this? How do you feel that your tax dollars, I mean, theoretically, it's not really tax dollars. It's just printed money that debases your savings. But same difference. Your tax dollars are being sent to Ukraine. It is then turned around, repackaged, and invested into FTX, which is a Ponzi scheme, the founder of which is using his fortune, which is, once again, based off of a Ponzi scheme, to fund Democrat candidates, both in 2020 as well as in the midterms, to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars almost certainly in order to provide himself political cover because he knew he was running a Ponzi scheme. And now, because he's a fraud and it's been uncovered, not only is your money gone, your taxpayer money that was sent to Ukraine to fight, to defend democracy, the most cherished thing imaginable, but also this entire op is going to be utilized to now regulate the cryptocurrency market, the one free market avenue you might have to divest yourself from the fiat criminal banking cartel. Whoa. Huh? Whoa. That is fucked up. <laughs> That's really fucked up. That is so It's so crazy on so many levels. And the reason I wanted to do this episode for you guys is because I want you to understand how fucked up it is, how unbelievably corrupt, top to bottom, this entire thing is. And it's being used to put Democrats in power which are in direct opposition to everything I believe in. They didn't used to be, but they certainly are now. Globo homo, as they call them. Uh, man, this is going to get really ugly. And I think that we are going to have serious bankruptcies that cascade against the, or across the cryptocurrency market and sphere. Um, I mean, it's healthy. It's what needs to happen. But it is not going to feel good. And I pray that you guys are out of the way. Let's give you a little bit more evidence as to the shenanigans. Got a tweet from John Cardillo and it's a screenshot. It says a true scandal is opening for the Biden administration. April 25th, this is actually the timeline. So this will give you a lot of the information. April 25th, 2019, Biden announces his presidential campaign. 13 days later, that's two weeks later, SBF, son of Barbara Freed, which is a Stanford professor and co-founder of political fundraising organization Mind the Gap, launches FTX crypto exchange. So this is only three years ago, folks. The exchange is magically an overnight success. SBF becomes biggest donor to Biden. At $5 million, election day, FTX implodes completely. So I guess his job's done. If you think this scandal is done, it goes even deeper. Gabe Bankman-Fried, brother to Sam, also a former Jane Street trader, is founder of Guardian Against Pandemic, or Guarding Against Pandemics. He was a legislative correspondent for the U.S. House of Representatives and an advisor to large political donors in the Democrat Party. The family Aunt Linda Fried is a WEF member on the Global Agenda Council on Aging. The father, Joseph Bankman, is a Stanford professor who has lobbied on behalf of hedge fund managers before Congress, oh, before film records exist. FTX head of ventures and commercial at FTX Ventures, Amy Wu, started with the Clinton Foundation years ago. This entire thing is a Democrat op, folks. Nishad Singh, FTX director of engineering, has spent over $8 million for Dem candidates. And finally, Obama's commodity futures trading commissioner, Mark Wetgen was literally the head of FTX policy and regulation. Reports were the organization wanted to spend over a billion dollars on the Democrat party for 2024. A massive, massive money laundering operation has just been broken open. Is that not what you're seeing? I mean, granted this is preliminary information, but does that not paint the ugliest picture imaginable? My God. My boy Nix, who's been on the show, that's Amari Shachet, says crypto.com sent three hundred twenty. I said 200,000 earlier, I was wrong, I, I was just doing off the top of my head, 320,000 ETH to the wrong address by mistake, quote, unquote. These are the people you chose to be in charge of your funds, don't complain when it goes sideways as it's clearly just a matter of time before it does. I think he's exactly right. Uh, so yeah. It was supposed to be a move to a new cold storage address, but but was sent to a whitelisted external exchange address. We worked with gate team and the funds were uh, subsequently returned to our cold storage. New process and features were implemented to prevent this from reoccurring. Sure. Sure. I can buy that. Who doesn't send 320,000 Ethereum to the wrong address by mistake? Crypto.com guy. Come on, folks. Come on. Let's think here. Do you think that, I mean, I don't know what the exchange rate is on that exactly when, when it occurred, but we're talking, what is that? It's like it was about a half a billion dollars. So yeah, who doesn't accidentally send a half a billion dollars to the wrong address? <laughs> and it, I mean, that's that's today's price. Uh, back then, it could have been easily a full billion dollars that they accidentally sent to the wrong address. Okay, sure. Just an accident. You got new protocols in place. I'm sure that'll never happen again. And it's certainly not... A case of you guys transferring money to uh, pad your liquidity. Okay, sure. Just a quick interlude so that I can rant about ESG. Uh, Guess who had a higher ESG score between ExxonMobil and FTX? Yeah, FTX, of course. Uh, I mean, it's just so funny. So, FTX... Uh, 57, 50 and 34 and 50 in leadership and governance, which obviously they were governed by a Ponzi scheming corrupt piece of shit and ExxonMobil, 38. (laughs) (laughs) So 50 to 38. FTX is managed much better, governed much better, leadership much better. Also happens to be a Ponzi scheme that's now bankrupt and defunct. Okay. Yeah. ESG is the greatest scam of our lifetimes. And that I am saying that as I talk about a $10 billion company, that was a complete fraud. That's how serious it is. Just, man, I don't know when people are going to wake up. I really don't. It's so obvious that ESG is just a complete scam. And you know, it's it's weird because like people are able to look at the FTX stuff and they're like, okay, he's filed bankruptcy. Like now I get it. Now it was a scam. But like, I'm telling you in advance, ESG is a scam. And when it happens, when all the companies that have been propped up based off of government funding, uh, for you know, green quote unquote projects, and they end up going bankrupt because they're ultimately not producing a product that the world needs or wants. You heard it here first. There's going to be a whole lot of op eds about. It. How no one could have seen this coming, how, wow, we thought that, you know, there would be a market for this stuff. And I just, now there's not incredible. I'm telling you now these companies are frauds. They're frauds. Keep an eye out just to show you what a unvarnished piece of human excrement SPF was. At the onset of the conflict, this is from SBF himself. He said, at the onset of the conflict in Ukraine, FTX felt the need to provide assistance in any way it could. By working with the Ministry of Digital Transformation to set up payment rails and facilitate the conversation of crypto donations into fiat currency, we have given the National Bank of Ukraine the ability to deliver aid and resources to the people who need it most. We are grateful for the opportunity to work with Sergey and the Everstate team as they continue to work tirelessly and help Ukrainians as they suffer from this conflict. The World Economic Forum lists, lists FTX as a partner and provides a link to the exchange's website. Good lord, folks. Do you see this yet? Do you are you connecting the dots here? It's just I've if you've been following my show, you already know I've described Ukraine as like the money laundering operation for our our government, our deep state, whatever you want to call it. CIA, black ops, like that's where they launder money. That's where all of the political Uh, you know, higher-ups that aren't for the people, in my estimation. That's where they launder their money. That's where they get their campaign contributions. That's where they make their personal wealth, too. Hello, Hunter Biden. Hello, Joe Biden. Hello, Mitt Romney. Hello, Nancy Pelosi. Hello, uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, SBF was in on the game, folks. And that shouldn't be surprising. He was a Democrat operative himself, as far as I can tell. And, of course... He's going to see the opportunity in Ukraine, see all the money that's getting shipped out there from the taxpayer and say, let me, let me put my hand out. Let me put my hand out. Let's get, let's get a slice for daddy. Let's take you down the rabbit hole a little deeper. This is from True Market News on Twitter. They say as much as $50 billion missing, amphetamine-fueled sex in the Bahamas, $200 million funneled towards politicians, crypto market loses trillions, Tom Brady, what the hell is going on with the FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried? This is a story for the ages. Let's break it all down. Sam Bankman-Fried, born in 1992, he's a young buck, 30 years old, was a financial superstar, having founded the cryptocurrency exchange. FTX. His net worth peaked at over $26 billion. He established offices... And a personal compound rumored to be worth over 200 million in the Bahamas. He gave millions to universities and over 40 million to Democrat Party candidates and PACs just in this last election cycle, the last one being last week. He projected a neo hippie image, claiming to be a vegan and pledging to give away his entire fortune a la the effective altruism movement. Uh, The effective altruism movement is popular with Silicon Valley tech types, though critics say it is a cult like and that the donations are really political manipulation. Yeah, no shit. Uh, There are rumors of amphetamine-fueled sex parties in the Bahamas. The entire empire was run from island penthouses, staffed by young people in various romantic couplings, all of which were hideous, and I can't imagine sleeping with any of them. Continuing on, not shocking when you think about the history of young men who became extremely wealthy in a short amount of time. But regardless of what you think of Mr. Bankman Bankman-Fried's goals, he was on top of the world. He had tens of billions of dollars at his disposal to achieve his goals. That was all true as little as a week ago. As of today, his company FTX is bankrupt and he is personally bankrupt as well. Major VC and hedge funds like Sequoia, Tiger Global, and SoftBank have written down their hundreds of millions invested in FTX and its related companies to zero. Why did his company collapse? Well, he owned three major entities, FTX, FTX US, and Alameda. FTX and FTX US were financial exchanges where investors could deposit money and make trades, mainly with crypto. Alameda was basically a hedge fund that made aggressive trades in the highly volatile crypto market. The FTX US exchange had to be kept separate from the FTX exchange due to stricter US laws about financial firms. How did that work out? Oh, it didn't. So it was already regulated. There were already a barrier between the hedge fund Branch of his operation and the, you know, storage or trading platforms. Did it matter? No, because he's a piece of shit and pieces of shit do whatever they want. So regulating this won't help. Anyways, uh, continuing on, in fact, before this catastrophic collapse, Bankman fried had a reputation of cozying up to re- U.S. regulators, meeting with major politicians and federal re- regulators. Surely his massive donations to the Democrat Party didn't hurt his access. But investigation by the website CoinDesk showed that these three entities were not as separate as people assumed. And it looks like Alameda, Arm made its risky trades and bets with customer money that was deposited on the platform. Cryptocurrency offers gray area, but in mainstream finance, this looks awfully illegal because it is. Maybe it would have worked out if Alameda had won those trades, but they didn't. They gambled tens of billions and it looks like they lost big. So now when customers go to withdraw their funds from the FTX exchange, there's a giant gaping hole pegged at anywhere between 10 and $50 billion. Rumors are that important and famous people like the president of El Salvador, uh uh-oh, I really like that guy. That's tragic to hear. And football star Tom Brady may have lost hundreds of millions of dollars, perhaps billions, not to mention all the regular people who deposited with the supposedly safe platform. Run by someone frequently photographed with important U.S. politicians. Now it comes out that the SEC has allegedly been investigating FTX for months. If there were allegations of wrongdoing, why wait months to warn people? Well, that's what they do. They always come in after the fact. They don't ever help you in advance. That's the government for you. That's also cops. Regular people are seeing wealth destroyed. And did that have anything to do with SBF's being a huge donor in this hotly contested election cycle? Mm, probably. Uh, Bankman Freed's mother is a longtime lawyer and activist in the Democrat Party. In total, it said that Bankman Freed gave over $200 million to U.S. political causes, which I already told you guys about. Anyways, I think we, we get the idea. Not a good dude. Not a good dude. And no one involves a good dude. And it's all hideous and corrupt to the core. That's how it goes take you a little deeper down the rabbit hole and it says uh did epstein's island truly shut down or did it just move there's a lots of weird shit that is slowly coming out in the fallout of ftx going bankrupt ftx was founded in 2019 and somehow managed to quickly become the biggest name in crypto sponsored the mlb and base uh, basketball arenas SBAF heavily lobbying members of congress's faces all over the place as the next warren buffett you have him on fortune magazine just this year where at the bottom with his ugly visage it says the next warren buffett how he how'd he elevate to such po- uh, such a position so quickly let's look at his parents this is all stuff that we already know about his parents background looks like the ceo of ftx also has connections in high places my opinion this whole thing seems like a weirdly arranged business sexual partnership with ulterior motives yeah i would agree uh, ceo for alameda uh Calling Capital's dad, Glenn Ellison, with Gregory Palm, former top Goldman Sachs lawyer, was one of the wealthiest corporate lawyers in the U.S. SBF was one of the largest donors to Democrat candidates, second only to George Soros. One month after the war in Ukraine started, DC puppet Zelensky partnered with SBF for crypto donations. This is kind of a recap of everything we've already covered. Uh, We've come to find out that Sam's minimalist, minimalist, poor lifestyle was completely a front. I drive a Corolla, quote unquote. He lived in the Bahamas in a multi Million Dollar Mansion with his closest circle of friends where they have drug-fueled orgies. (laughs) Two weeks ago, a big-name crypto developer who lived in PR was sounding the alarm on CIA and Mossad running a pedo-elite cult in the Caribbean. And maybe that connects, maybe it doesn't, but let's read it anyways. This guy tweeted out the day before he died, CIA and Mossad and pedo-elite are running some kind of sex trafficking entrapment blackmail ring out of Puerto Rico and Caribbean islands. They're going to frame me with a laptop planted by my ex-girlfriend who was a spy. They will torture me to death. He then washed up the day. Later, Nikolai Mushegian, he was the co-founder of MakerDAO. Dies at 29 in Puerto Rico. Not saying that that necessarily connects, but pretty creepy, huh? Now, for where it gets even more interesting, to Research, headed up by Ellison, mentioned earlier, and under the FTX brand, here's their logo. I'm not even going to say the words, because I don't know if I'm allowed to, but look at the logo, look at the logo. This is the FBI, one they're talking about seeking out pedophiles, moving on. I don't know, just saying. Let's not forget Sam, the man himself. He's got a photo of himself with this heart that's intertwined. Once again, symbolic imagery that is used by people I don't like. All right, I don't know. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Let's uh, keep an open mind on this one, folks. So I think it's fair to ask the question, was was this an op entirely? Was this a money laundering op entirely? Uh, We have to ask that. I'm not saying it was, but it's fair to ask the question because this kid whose parents, both of which and siblings, and basically it looks like everyone in his life is connected to the Democrat party. And somehow just incredibly... He ends up being worth tens of billions of dollars, of which he funnels a big chunk of that back in a Democrat politician's pockets. And it happens to be a Ponzi scheme. And he got all of this capital. How? Who? Why? Why would a kid that is 30 years old get, you know, 20 plus billion dollars in personal worth when he's a con artist? I'm not saying it's impossible that he did it on his own and he did it, you know, just using the political establishment to cover up his corruption until it got uncovered. It's possible. It's also possible that his family was, you know, uplifted for this exact purpose. And maybe it wasn't supposed to blow up now, but it did because there was a bear market in the cryptocurrency space more broadly. And that meant that their balance sheet was so in the red that they couldn't keep it going and he had to own up but it based off of his statements that he intended to donate upwards of a billion dollars in the next presidential election in 2024 especially if Donald Trump ran according to his own words that implies that he didn't think it was going to blow up this soon he thought he was going to be able to keep it going and you know this is this is what ukraine's used for Is it so far-fetched to believe that they would also use the cryptocurrency space, particularly when it opens up the window, opens up the door for them to come in and lay out very, very harsh regulations to the one market that provides a direct competition to the fiat monopoly that they have going? For those that are listening, I'm gently shrugging my shoulders for an extended period of time to get you to think for yourself. Is that not impossible? Is that impossible? Am I totally losing my mind? Am I totally crazy to think that maybe this was an op from the jump? It's worth asking yourself that. That's all I'm going to say. Okay? It's worth asking yourself that. And I'll allow you to make your own conclusion. But just to prove my point that this is not totally far-fetched, because within 24 hours of this story being brought to the fore, we have Janet Yellen, Saying, guess what? Crypto must be regulated after FTX collapse. That was as of yesterday afternoon. Shocking collapse of the once respected cryptocurrency exchange FTX's proof. Digital assets markets need, quote, very careful regulations, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said. Shows the weaknesses of this entire sector, Yellen told Bloomberg News on Saturday. Investors are better protected in developed financial markets, she added. Oh, are they? Are they better protected? Because I feel like even when I'm not invested in the financial market, I am not very protected because you continue to debase my savings. You pieces of shit. She continues on. In other regulated exchanges, you would have segregation of customer assets. That was still the law. He just broke the law. Just as Bear Stearns and Lehman did. She said, uh, "The notion you could use the deposits of customers of an exchange and lend them to a separate enterprise that you controlled to do leverage risky investments—that wouldn't be something that's allowed. But they could still do it anyways, and it would just be illegal." You know? All right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done in more ways than one. I'm very upset. <laughs> I'm a, I'm not even invested in this stuff, and I'm upset for everybody else that's getting their their nose bloodied because they're entrusting a bunch of corrupt pieces of garbage with their hard-earned savings. I mean certainly there's greed in it and and they you know they still there's still personal responsibility involved like if you invested in a ponzi scheme i don't care how trustworthy the person appeared to be like you still own some of that culpability like you have to be in charge of your investment assets you do there's so much corruption in this field. I was one of these guys. The whole reason I was successful is because I was one of the only good ones. I was one of the only ones that actually told the truth and actually managed people's money, put their, their uh, benefits in front of my own. That's what everyone's supposed to do in this field. And almost no one does it. Which is one, why I was successful and two, why I wanted out. Because even though I put my investors' assets in front of my own needs, I still was constantly being audited and I was regulated terribly in California. It's just abusive, man. It's absolutely abusive. Oh, and on top of that, I paid an astronomical amount of taxes. So I didn't feel like doing it anymore. I felt like I was feeding the machine and I was stressed out and I was being abused, even though I was one of the people that was actually doing the right thing constantly and consistently. And what did I get in return? Audits. Audits from the bureau of real estate. Do they audit everybody? No. They like to audit small shops because they know we don't have the the pocketbooks to go deep with attorneys to fight back. Not very cool. And this is what this is what it is, man. This is why uh, there's this constant consolidation of small startup businesses into bigger ones because you have to get big and you have to you have to jump from that small business all the way up to the mega multinational business stage, because if you're in the middle, you'll just get regulated to death and outcompeted, And that's, that's what this crony capitalist model is now. And this is why I am so deeply in opposition to it. This is why I am so deeply in opposition to ESG, because it's also part of that, just the entire regulatory framework in this country is completely anti-capitalist, it's, it's anti-competitive. It uh, ultimately makes it so that small startups really don't have a shot. And when you are in that situation, you end up with a lot of corruption because the only way you can get ahead is to get in bed with the government. And once you're in bed with the government, you start to do messed up stuff, stuff that's probably against your principles, but you realize, hey, got to play ball, got to get with the game. So that's what they do. This is why social media censors us. Most of these guys, most of these founders like have libertarian tenants from their core, but they, they forget those real quick. As soon as they get called up on Capitol Hill and they say, hey, we're going to do XYZ to you unless you start to censor, you know, election misinformation or whatever the fuck. It's a real straightforward game here. I know it seems complicated. Mm, not not very complicated. It's, uh, but it is corrupt. And it has to be resolved if we're ever going to get to a, a foundational strength that we can build a real economy from. And this is why I have tried to exit all investments in this period because I am of the belief that this this collapse in 2023 is going to be cataclysmic. There is a very distinct possibility that the black hole that was left from FTX is going to create additional black holes or perhaps just suck in other uh, matter around it, financial malfeasance matter around it, creating an, an ever-increasing black hole in the crypto space. But guess what? It doesn't stop there. Those assets are invested in by banks and governments across the world too that black hole absorbs more misallocated capital and then you end up with you know a big bang if you will (laughs) i didn't know where that metaphor was going to go but it ended up working out pretty good didn't it uh not a pretty metaphor doesn't make you feel good But I think it's very accurate and something that you should be keeping an eye on. Like this this could be the Bear Stearns Lehman Brothers moment in the crypto space that then creates cascading defaults that leads up to the bigger bang. Uh, That could be all the way up to government balance sheets and central bank balance sheets potentially. It's not impossible. I'm not saying it's happening. But it is not impossible. And I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't at least put it on your radar. So. I hope that this information was beneficial to you and I hope that it makes you a better investor and I hope that none of you got too hurt in this and hopefully you guys can learn this lesson, particularly if you weren't involved in this and apply it to your cryptocurrency portfolio, stock portfolio, or just your day-to-day life moving forward because uh, these are lessons that are valuable and you can you know, save a lot, of, a lot of sleepless nights if you can miss some of these real implosions. If you'd like to support my work, Go to libertylockdown.locals.com. Sign up to become a supporting member. I'm going to be on a cruise ship this week, right out there, going to the Bahamas. Maybe I'll go say hi to SPF and hop into one of his drug-fueled orgies. It'll be fun. Um, but I will be back next week, and I will be doing an AMA at some point that week or maybe the next. Next, I'm not sure. We'll we'll see. I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, but the only way you can join me on stream to do that is libertylockdown.locals.com. Last but not least, go to toplofts.com. If you want to uh, buy a t-shirt, become a walking billboard for the show. And last, last, but not least leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts. And I will read it on next week's episode. Thank you so much. We are out. Big shout out to everybody. That's been with me since jump street. Appreciate y'all.
0: Welcome to Liberty Lockdown Please scan your barcode Your Liberty ain't gone But yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from And where did it go It requires a fight Not from your phone Don't need a king Get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought You've always got a home The virus is scared of will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe Like Nico and Shane You're probably wondering What's happening Scared Hollywood Lefties lyrical feppin'. in A typo over Luke Might bring them nooses We all bite the bullet I'm the king of the gooses Freckles and Brit Didn't know I could spit Knew I was a patriot But now I'm the shit Peter Quinonez Invite me on Which podcaster Sends custom songs Part of the problem Now nah, I stand with the people Dave showed the way But I am unequal. flying of liberty Now hear me roar Beat running out But I got a bit more Robbie the fire Always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich Now I'm man of the house The malice for Nick But you're welcome to quit I went over BLM With a fire I spit Friends against government Just caught us fags Copied the Cairo Put mummies in the bag Allowable opinions Get thrown on the ground Silky smooth time Was the only sound Getting so hot